that'd be shorts weather in Canada. You sound just like a Canadian. They're built for the regular season. They're a well-oiled machine. In my humble opinion. Also, if you haven't heard, Jason Tatum six ten. On wax for the world to know. Oh man. Honestly, guys, you sound like a girl who's scared of love. I am a girl who's scared of love. It's theirs to lose. I think they're a high ceiling, low floor. I'm gonna make a joke because I am a glutton for punishment. We're just the massacres, bro. That shit was bonkers. I'm not gonna do what y'all did, Alonzo. But it's a new day, gentlemen. Because the bright future suns are finally fucking here. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cherry Stripe Commentary. This is your host for today, Sean. I am joined by my good buddy, Chicago Bulls fan, Trey Hill. Um, how are you feeling these days, buddy? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Um, looking at the breakdown of what we're going to be talking about, I can't wait to hear what you think. I think Chicago made out like bandits, but we'll get into that. What did you want to start off the night with? What was the one topic you kind of just wanted to get out of the way here? I mean, we can hit the Bulls. I yeah, they, right. were, they were they were what kicked off free agency with <laughs> at literally one second after I think was when the news hit about Lonzo. I I talked with a, a YouTuber named Mikai, which is going to drop a little bit a few days after this one. He's a fellow Bulls fan. We just kind of nerded out on like the deep, the deep fit of everything, but just looking at it on, on a larger scale. And we, we took a few days. We wanted to wait until free agency kind of wrapped up so we could do like an overview look and seeing the team that the bulls were able to build, adding Lonzo first and foremost, but then getting Caruso from the Lakers is a steal to have such a high quality guy at either guard spot as in a backup role. And then getting DeMar to have that second creator along with Zach, it's they've AK and Mark Eversley have done a masterful job of team building. And for the people who complain about how much DeMar is making this, this was the Bulls chance to do this. This was their chance to go in. So what if they're paying an extra 5 million a year, more than people like you're still getting a guy that you need who most who plays the four, a lot of people forget that. He plays the four more than he plays the three these days. He's he's a versatile guy. He's a mismatch. The Bulls, I think, were the winners of free agency personally. I mean, I know I'm a little biased, but Caruso's on the younger side. Lonzo's way on the younger side. So they, they were able to add to the core, but also kind of reset a little bit the timeline <clears throat> because they traded for Vooch. And that kind of sped things up a little bit, even though we had Patrick Williams and Kobe White. But adding Lonzo, that that helps. No, you're exactly right. I look at it from a different perspective all the time. I'm always, uh, let's see what the price is uh, about these deals. And looking at what they had to give up, I was like, yeah, you do that all day, every day. You barely had to give up anything to get these two Guys, and DeMar DeRozan, you're getting him at a great time where he learned how to pass in the pop situation. Sometimes he passed too much, but when he had to take the shots, he usually took the shots. He wasn't as ISO heavy as he was in Toronto. And I think he's going to fit in well in what's happening in Chicago, especially with Lonzo Ball. Correct. And Billy Donovan, last year, 
watching the Bulls go from Jim Boylan to Billy Donovan, the difference was night and day. The problem was he didn't have the horses. Zach was great, but other than that, you just he didn't have the guys that were the as that were versatile. Thad Young had a career year at super late in his career, thanks to just being versatile and being in that system. So having having this much versatility all around, it, it's just such a blessing. So that's the Bulls talk. We, we'll have again. We'll have more of that in a couple of days. The next thing that dropped was soon after. It was the other thing we knew that was happening. Your man, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Moving on to go play with what what is, from what I can tell, one of his best in real life, one of his best real-life friends in Jimmy Butler. Lowry is the godson to Butler's kid. They they are super close. What You're the Raptors fan have the floor um it's it's been announced that they're going to retire his jersey his number seven for the raptors i think that's fitting for what's going to happen kyle lowry did everything he could i think this is what kyle lowry needs to do um it's not going to be a championship winning situation in toronto these next couple years they need to rebuild and get the young guys going Kyle Lowry wants another shot at it. What better than Miami with what they ended up doing in free agency this year? The spacing is going to be a little rough in Miami, but the defense is going, it's going to be so difficult to score on them. And you have Milwaukee, you have Brooklyn. I, I think it's the other way around. I think you have Brooklyn, you have Milwaukee, and you have Miami. And I think that's the top three. And then from there, I think it drops down in the, in the East. And I think the Bulls are right there at four. But I think the Heat have moved themselves from where they were last year up into the title contending. Like, they're, they're title contenders now with this, with this level. And they weren't before free agency. So that's a win. But you guys got – there was Precious and – was it – uh, Drogic, who doesn't yeah. seem to want to be there, no, you that's... might get something else for him. <laughs> yeah, even even regardless of of that situation, Precious coming back, it just adds to the war chest you guys have of wings with insanely insane wingspans. It's yeah, I don't know what you're going to do. Your defense in Miami is going to be a lockdown kind of in your face one. The Raptors, they'll be able to play zone defenses that you won't be able to get shots off because guys have seven-foot wingspans and they're reaching into the passing lanes. Fred Van Vliet, you kind of have to hide him up top, and he plays the style that Kyle Lowry plays where he gets up in your face. But I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with all that length. I think Chris Boucher could fit at the five in that kind of lineup. You, I don't know, other than the Bucks. I don't know that there's a better team equipped to hide someone on defense than having those guys behind him. And, and Van Vliet, you don't even necessarily have to hide him on defense. I love that he plays up and in their face because everybody wants to shoot threes, but he just funnels guys into the paint. And then you have all of those guys with those long arms getting in the passing lanes and just creating havoc for the offense. I think what Toronto is building is it's 
they're well on their way to contending for a title sooner rather than later. They just need that one guy who's a superstar who can kind of, who can just be that supernova on offense. Because I, I honestly believe that they've got with what they have in house now within the next two or three years, it, it's an NBA championship defense. And whether or not Scotty Barnes is going to be able to hit threes like he did in, in summer league, I doubt, but if he if he can if he can be the star, Siakam shown he can be the one B. OG's only getting better. It's Fred Van Vliet's a stud in the playoffs. It you guys have a recipe for success there. Mm-hmm. It's the East is getting a lot better. They're getting a whole lot better. We haven't even mentioned the Boston Celtics. Um. But, the floor, the floor has raised. We'll, we're going to do that. Yeah. We're going to talk about this on another pod. It's going to be one of my big picture pods I want to talk about. But the, you're right. The East is better. The floor has raised, and so we've we've done the love fest for our two teams. What other team did you love in free agency? I like the Luca signing for Dallas. I kind of think you have to do it this this year. In regards to that, you have to lock them down. I I don't really – like, that's that's about it in regards to – That's such I a cop-out. Well, I'm going jazz. <laughs> Everyone thought Mike Conley was gone. Everybody thought he was going to Dallas. And he, they, they had to trade favors and a first-round pick to have the room to, to keep him. But both Conley and Mitchell were hurt in last year's playoffs after they had such a good regular season. And I'm a big proponent, and you need to have two advanced. You need to have two creators on offense to really succeed. And when you have, they had two, but they were both hurt. So to have them come back, I think that's a big win for them. I actually have Dallas as one of my losers, so we're disagreeing on that one. I think Dallas thought they were going to be able to sign Mike Conley Jr. to pair with Luca, and then maybe you can bring back Tim Hardaway Jr. on with his bird rights. And then you can just add to that team. And instead, they had this cap space where they were able to bring in someone from the outside. And instead, they just, they weren't able to do it. it. Giannis stayed home. Kawhi stayed home. And they were just left bringing back their guys. It's hard to call it a negative offseason when you sign Luka, like you said. But, no, I that that's where I was with Dallas. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that point for them. I think surprisingly Boston has done not too bad in regards to what they've done. I've, I'm interested to see what happens with Josh Richardson on that team because now he can focus on defense only. I mean, and can he focus on defense only in Dallas? I, he had, he had a couple. Okay. He had a couple good years and a couple. Okay. Years. I just, I don't necessarily think he's a great NBA player anymore. I think he's a backup on a good team, and that's all he's ever going to be. Well, that's all he's going to need to be on this team. So, <laughs> Right, and they, it can Perfect be a good spot fit. for him. Right. Uh, so I said one I didn't like. Who, did, who else did you have that you didn't like? Do you need me to tee you up for one? I know you're always so positive. You like, you like to just be the positive guy. It's really easy. I, I don't really know what the Pel- the Pelicans are doing. I just, neither does David Griffin. No, that's that's the team I did like. Like they're they're collecting all these assets, I guess. 
Uh, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Like, I don't, there's no rhyme or reason to anything here. Like they just took scraps from the bulls for Lonzo. Garrett Temple is an underrated locker room leader. I think that's something that the Pelicans could use in their locker room, having such a young team. Like just watching him in Chicago this year, it was like, it, I was really hoping they could bring Temple back. He was the one I I hated to see go in the trade. Okay. And like Sadoransky, he's a six, he's a six eight wing who point guard, who he can he can be their poor man poor man's Lonzo replacement. I I don't hate the pieces that they brought back, and like if you're David Griffin, Lonzo is Zion's buddy. He's also a Rich Paul client. If he says he wants to go to Chicago and they've worked out a deal, it's really hard to be like, well, no, I'm not sending you to Chicago. So to I I like these pieces better than signing Lowry Markinen to a three-year $60 million deal. Everyone thought he'd work great besides Zion with the spacing. I, I've brought that up a few times. But other than that, he doesn't offer offer much. I think this is more bang for your buck on pieces that can help the Pelicans. I still don't like what they did because they put themselves in the in this losing position. Mm-hmm. They forced themselves to sell so low on Lonzo, but they brought in Graham for a first round pick, which I don't hate. Yeah, lottery protected too. Right, so it'll probably convey next year. I don't, I don't see them making the playoffs next year unless Zion steps up a tier. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and even their picks, none of them are super valuable because they, they all belong to really good teams. So it's they're just kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Um, anything else before before we hop off our little free agency recap? Uh, no, you you had mentioned Dinwiddie to me off the pod. Oh, I, I almost was, forgot. I forgot yeah, about Dinwiddie. I was I, looking because I. The Nets, they just come to mind as they signed KD, so I wanted to see what they got for that, and it was just a couple second rounders. So the Wizards scored in that trade. I I think the Wizards deserve so much praise for what they were able to do this offseason. Westbrook met with LeBron and AD in private, so they, they've clearly been discussing this for a while Washington it wasn't like Washington was out shopping Westbrook Westbrook was wanting wanting out but the Wizards are in such a rough spot with Bradley Beal he's a free agent after this season all indications are that he has eyes for Boston or he's at least going to flirt with them in the after this year they were able to take the roster that they had which was not a good one and flip Russell Westbrook. They added Kuzma and Harrell, which I think are two guys who are both going to have chips on their shoulders with something to prove. They've both – Kuzma, I think, is especially underrated because everyone likes to trash him because he's not a, the number one guy. But he's a great number three guy, and he's going to come in and want to contribute. And Dinwiddie is the icing on the cake. If you go and look at his playmaking numbers – the year he kind of carried the net, like two years ago when he carried the nets, he he was top tier in playmaking and top tier in finishing as a point guard. He's going to come in and play with Beal. And I think I think Dinwiddie and Beal will be a better fit than Westbrook and Beal. I think it's 
I think what Washington did to surround Beal with a quality team is is really commendable given the assets they had. No, you're exactly right. It's it's a lineup that I think can do a little damage in the East. I'm not too sure they'll make the playoffs. They'll make it into the playing game, I think. But I think they're going to maximize Beal and maybe you make a little run in the playoffs. I don't know. But I, I do like the pieces. I think Kuzma did play well during spells when kind of LeBron was out and he was, and he was more of the worked into more of the flow of the offense, I would say. And I think that's going to work well in Washington. You've got Dinwiddie who's drive kicking out to Kuzma who can sit in the corner and then pump fake can drive and you've got Beal as well. So I, I think it's going to be a good offense. Yeah. The, the West is loaded as usual, which mm. is no surprise. But even when you look at the East, so I brought up those the top three teams, and then you've got the 76ers, you've got the Bulls, you've got the Celtics, you've got the Raptors, you've got the Hornets, you've got the uh, the Pacers, yeah, you've got the Wizards, you've got somebody I'm forgetting. But the the re- the competition level is just rising and it it's great for us because it means there's a great game on every night when there's when there's games on mm-hmm. yeah it's i oh i, I forgot I, the knicks and the, the hawks knicks. oh yeah the knicks, the and, knicks the and the hawks, the hawks. yeah oh my god yeah <laughs> so eastern conference finals <laughs> yeah so there's there's 12 quality teams in the East that believe they are playoff contenders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think the West is star heavy and the East is like young talent heavy. Yeah. And it's, I can't wait. Uh, I loved the short turnaround we had from the finals to the draft to this. It, it's just a whirlwind of basketball, the summer leagues going on right now. And I can't wait. Uh, Thanks for hopping on and doing a free agency one with me. No worries. It was amazing. I loved having it. You know, make sure to check out CSC on the YouTube channel. Uh, Follow Charity Stripe Commentary on Twitter and Instagram at Charity Stripe 23. Follow Trey on Twitter at Final Finally. Check out hoop-social.com. All the links are in the pod descriptions. And, you know, check out the Charity Stripe Commentary Facebook group and page. Have a good night. You too.